Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 is his goal? Yo, yo, welcome back to the immigrant section today with me today, <laughs> today with me today. <laughs> yo, Mark Corliss, I'm just going to say, what's going on, brother? Yo, chilling, hanging, staying How are warm. you, man? Appreciate you coming over. Well, yeah, I'm doing well, man. Just kind of hanging out. You know, the holidays are coming up, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Not going back home this year, so. All the director stuff stopped. Oh, you're not going to the uh, I'm not going back east. east? Back east. No, Halifax. I'm not going back. Yeah. Uh, Dartmouth, actually. Which is Dartmouth, right which is next being to like saying like Scarborough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Scarborough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dartmouth. Do, are there rough characters from Dartmouth? Uh, yeah, they are. Oh, I used oh, to be out there. Certainly. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, yeah. Halifax yeah. is like a peninsula. It's like its own little like section. Dartmouth is like a. Uh, I actually really liked how in the Navy days I spent some months there. I really fuck with the. The East is not necessarily the most beautiful. It has, the, has one of my favorite people in Canada, the East of like uh, the Atlantic provinces. Like your favorite type of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're chill Just that vibe is awesome. Mm. And it seems like it has the most history. Because, like, when we when people settled in Canada, they settled there first. Oh, right? yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about before, like, Native Americans, whatever you want to say. Right. Like, before that, like, the settlers who came from Europe. Mm. So that, the East feels old. You know, you ever go to the States and you go to places that you're like, wow, there's oh, history yeah. here 200 years? Yeah. Toronto feels like there's, like, doesn't really go back past 60 years here. Well, Toronto's one of those metropolitan cities. Like a new thing with no... Well, exactly, right? Yeah, there is there is that deep history, but it's buried. Halifax never really <laughs> just like at yeah, one you point see stopped. old buildings and stuff like that. You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this has been here for a while. Iron Gates. I remember growing up and thinking that was kind of normal. And then here, it's like there's no small like wooden yellow, bright yellow houses or like bright blue kind of fishing houses and stuff. That's no. really common in Halifax. What, what's with the colors? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just like a uh, whenever you go to like small fishing villages in like England and like uh, you know in Ireland and Scotland, all the fishing villages are like bright yellow and bright blue, and it's got like that folk art. Portugal's vibe. got that, and they bring into fishing. Oh yeah, it's true. I guess a lot of people do. Hmm. But there's something about that, like that folk art. Like there's a lot of like you know. Uh, Maybe it's visible from the water, so as they return home, sure. they see colors and they rejoice that they're returning to land. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. I know nothing about where yeah, I'm from. Yeah, yeah. And the same here. And let's move on. <laughs> I know nothing about where I'm from. My man Mark here is one of the most talented uh, directors of photography in the city. Oh, you may not goodness. know his name yet, but you will soon. <laughs> He's been shooting everything. That, everything I've ever been involved with, you've been involved with. Because, uh, you know, you just got the hustle. Word. You got that artistic hustle, and you're fucking amazing at well, what you do. And I can't quit comedians. I can't stop hanging out with comedians. Yeah, we do what we can. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Who said that? Like, I can quit comedy, but I can't quit comedians. It's true. <laughs> man, shut up, it's bitch. True. You're it's like, true. I love it. I can't get enough of this guy. Shut exactly. up, bitch. I'm just like, entertain me. Entertain me. <laughs> Keep going. Yo, but no, there's uh, something about it, though. But we've been talking recently yeah. uh, at your place, and there was a very interesting conversation we had pretty much about, like, you're on a lot of sets these days mm. as, uh, you know, like, cameraman, as that lady called you. That's right. Right? That's right. Handling the camera. <laughs> Hello, cameraman. And uh, there's a topic I've wanted to talk to, uh, I wanted to talk about for a while. It's the idea of ethnic budgets. Mm. You ever watch a commercial, and you can... Like you can tell that whoever they the let's say it's five people in the commercial you can tell like 
they came down to that specific combination of ethnicities. They needed the female to be this and the guy to be that or they're open to it. Like, I'll just give you an example. One time I did a Tim Hortons commercial. Oh, I didn't. I auditioned for one. Mm. And I'm in the waiting area. And the commercial is a construction scene. Three people right. uh, are eating like on their break in a construction site. It was one man, two women. And there's like 40 of us in the audition waiting area. And like with like the hard hat? And like no, the no, no. We wouldn't have that. And you know, the real noob. That's how you know who's really a noob in acting. They show up exactly dressed <laughs> as what the role. Like, like, yeah, yeah. like they'll go buy a reflective vest and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, dude, you're fucked. Geez. Hey, I'm construction man. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. But I'm sitting there and I'm watching. It's always one woman, two men. Mm. And the idea is we're eating sandwiches in this commercial. But what was funny to me is... It'd be different combinations of ethnicities that would go in. Two white guys and a black girl, a Hispanic girl, an Asian guy and a black guy, a white guy, a black guy, and a Asian girl. Mm. And like just combinations of ethnicities. And I guess later on, producers or people sit there eating like Thai food for lunch and watching all these videos and deciding like which of these combinations is going to sell the most fucking Tim Horton sandwiches, right? So, <laughs> right? Essentially, sure, yeah, of course. They kept bringing yeah, in different. That's ad. all it was. One yeah. lady, two females, and the ah, and the ethnicities were interchangeable. So that whole thing made me think of the idea of like ethnic budgets. You always see it, and I know you behind the camera. We were talking about you were on uh, on set on that one show. We don't have to name shows just because this shit's still airing, and it's yeah, yeah, it's probably trouble for you if we do. So we won't name names, but no it's names. like. Now that the industry has changed where everyone in front of the camera has to be like POC, has to be this or that. Right, gender but, diverse. Exactly. But what the interesting thing you told me was everyone behind the camera hasn't changed for decades. Yeah. It's that's, the people in yeah. front of the camera that are changing with whichever way the wind is blowing. Like, oh, like transgender. Okay, four of them in front of the camera. And it's just the old like plastic face like – women and producers in the background being like oh i love her you know what i mean it's like oh yeah 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 very um hasn't yeah what is it very like yeah it's it's it, i know this is a touchy subject for you a, as a white guy <laughs> as subject. a white guy but yo this <laughs> is the immigrant subject. section and i give yeah, you yeah. the uh uh you you can even say the n-word right now if you want no <laughs> oh, okay, no, don't okay. say it don't let say me try it. Let me i try. got a black guy in there just waiting a real black guy right <laughs> the hard r or the yeah a? yeah, 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 yeah. he's gonna come out yeah okay but uh, <laughs> no, but seriously though, like, yeah, it's weird. I get it. I always see it with white guys. Like, uh, it's just it's so weird for the ecosystem. It's like you can't say anything, but just right. speak freely. And uh, obviously, let's just not mention sets and productions, but just speak freely. Th thank you, boss. I appreciate that. Um, no, the, the, well, from what bigot! I see, he's a fucking bigot. <laughs> from what I see is that uh, you know too men, too much. You know, yeah, it looks like a there's too, too much many color. blacks. <laughs> exactly, I gotta tell you, yeah, right? yeah. yeah this, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, that's Asian. That's good. Yeah, yeah. you like that? No, I like that. Ooh, um, but uh, yeah, well, it's it's tricky because the the what is it? The common narrative, let's say, is so like low resolution. It's so simplified. So it's hard to speak on these big, broad topics without somebody taking your words and then kind of just like throwing them into this big abyss and then they land on these general ideas. They don't, they're not taken for their specifics. I got you. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. to say the same thing with people. It's like, um, from what I see anyway, it's, it's less on artistic merit and more on like political agenda. 
that's almost like a cliche thing to say, but it seems to be it's true. It's true. It's 100% but true. to your point, like, I bet they would come in with, like, okay, fair enough, we'll have two Asian women and, like, a black guy. Then we'll have, like, a black woman and, like, two white guys. And, like, you know, all this different uh, gen- gender and uh, race mix-up and stuff. I bet ultimately it still comes down to, like, how good the individual performer is. You know, it still comes down to... I don't the, think so, because I'm talking about no. commercial auditions. Commercial, commercial auditions, auditions it does not... When but I, they still have to be, like, beautiful, and they still have to yes, be... Like, yeah, they still have but, to, they but, can't but, be, like, not actors. But you were talking about a question of skill, not beauty and aesthetics. Right, I guess so. And I guess with commercials, I mean, what is... The, is there, with, it is, is strictly I, yeah, right. looks. It strictly looks. And more... and more. The and, first year I came into the right. acting industry, I booked the most I've ever booked because I was a new face. Right. A new face in the roster of auditions, right? So I booked like five things. No acting experience. I mean, I can, anybody can act decently if you don't have fear of being in front of the camera, which a lot of people do. But mm-hmm. I've learned in my hundreds and hundreds of acting auditions, if it's a commercial, and mm. casting has pretty much told me this, it's the look they're going for. It doesn't matter. 90% of his SOC, silent on camera roles. You don't even talk. You're just an ethnic face being like this, this face. If you're watching the video, if you're not, think of every like fox, every f- like if you imagine watching a show and they say coming up next or they plug the fall, the new show and fall. Imagine that those back to back black guys or whatever. Mm. This face mm, that is pretty much my whole acting career. Like I go into an audition and you do one of these. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah, simple, easy. And you never book it because it's like some blacker guy got it or, <laughs> or more exactly. light skin. You know what I mean? Like whatever they're looking for. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. But I mean, it's it's hard for me because when you talk about this, it's hard for me to not like take it into like a bigger political term because it is a political thing. Oh, 100%. Like it just becomes like this obsession with identity politics. Did you ever hear that term? Identity politics? Like who we stand, we stand with... Uh, well, it's, it's where you, it's where you like ident- uh, you, you judge people on their uh, primary identities. Like you judge people not necessarily as individuals, but what group they belong to. So if they're trans, they're a trans person. They're not the individual in that group. Or a black person, they're the black. They're a black guy. Yeah, they're yeah. not necessarily the individual at hand or whatever it is. Because those are kind of like you know simplified, you know, kind of corrupt categorizations anyway. Like what is a black guy per se? You know, ranges. Mm. Yeah, huge. You know, like Shaquille O'Neal and like you know uh, some uh, and this, fucking logic uh, and logic. That's what I mean, right? Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, logic to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, and those aren't the same people. Yeah, those aren't the same people logic at all. Logic is ninety-eight percent white. The yeah. fact that this guy said nigga, nigga, everything. I'm like, yeah. man, you got up with the technicality. <laughs> that was you true, got yeah. a little something in uh, there, yeah. a little something in there, and then you're getting off with the technicality. But the, but that's kind of because what's his name? Be real from Cypress Hill drops the N word a lot in his rap, and he's and like he's not, light skinned, and as he's fuck. not. But is he black at all? He if he drops it, I think he's I think he's Hispanic. Oh, okay, yeah, that's funny. It's just is, pretty is much that, as long as you're not Arabs. Well, look at uh, French Montana drops it left and right. It's not, it's, DJ Khaled left and right. As yeah. long as you're not white, that's the rule. As long as you're not white, yeah, yeah, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, it is a white. Is, is it a? It's a white person's term, I guess. It was they a white. It was it. created, so it's yeah. like the vendetta of it is that right. like only we now can use it and and own it and use it. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And well, that, and that goes on to a whole other topic about how there's a big fear of language. But that's a that's a big big topic right there. But what do you mean, like uh, just with specific words? Well, I mean, you hear a lot of like you know, like uh, words are violence, for example. You know, when it's just like. Um, it's you know like for my personal beliefs it's like freedom of speech and like being able to you should be able to say anything really especially in the artistic realm you should oh, be able to that's the beauty of a podcast to, yeah absolutely anything you want yeah and 
it should be met with other discussion. Like when you have a bad, horrible idea, it's not good to say like, don't say those horrible things because you're still going to think them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you should be able to say them so we can have a discussion so we can sort them out. So it doesn't become this kind of underground like resentment. It doesn't build to be resentment. Yeah, but I think there's something there is something weird about the uh, the obsession with like group diversity and and it's it's kind of like politics are eating away at artistic merit in a way. So right now you know? the way I'm doing a li- I'm doing a tally. Right now you got nigger, faggot and gook and what else do we have? What oh for like the wor- words for you can't the, say? Yeah, you can these are like oh. there's no scenario where I like, think I think I, and I'm talking this is a podcast. So we can say anything. That's the beauty about podcast. Yeah, right. I was, I'm talking about like on CBC or like you on set, words that are not, there's no reason oh, to say them or there's no justification that will allow th- well, those productions even, for them to say. Well, it's even uncomfortable even to like- HBO, sure, but I'm talking about Canada right now. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I think it's like a, a very loud minority, but like even words like he, him, and like pronouns are a big thing now. Oh, yeah. You know that's, what I mean? And you have that's, to have pronouns in your bio. It always weirds me out when people have pronouns in their bio. That the, like the, the that that is so political, dude. Well, that that's a red hot topic. The that's tra- the so trans political. Topic? Yeah, that's what I was going to add. Tranny. It's like, to what's your your name? Uh, yeah, tranny. Right, right. But that one's still kind of like people are being like, "Can you say tranny?" Oh no no no! I like think twenty years, fifteen years ago, people would be like, "Why can't I say faggot?" Nobody right now is really I saying know, see, that. And I love the word. I love the word fag. I think it's such a good oh, word. Oh, it's great. I don't it's a- great. It's it's just got hard consonants uh, in it, so and it hits hard, and it's not. If you mean it as a slur, it hits hard. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. But if you right. don't, it's like, oh, this guy's fag. You know, like That's that every, kind of yeah. It's just like, but whatever it is, what it is. Like, you could live without it. Well, and and, it's but just, there's something about like, um, it's but it's pre- predominantly masculine as well to do that kind of stuff. There's like this, like, I'm not really sure it's a very like uh, feminine thing. And not, not to say male and female, but to say feminine and masculine. And to say that like, to be like a masculine, to like have this... You know, uh, this like love and this kind of mutual understanding that when you insult each other, it's out of love. It's all love, yeah. But yeah, it's a yeah. mutual thing. There's not this tension that it's like, oh, did he really mean that? Yeah, zero, zero. It's a way that men seem to bond or masculine people seem to bond a little bit. And that was one of the, the like, like, that was the top of, of the arsenal. Absolutely. Fact, that was the top Being of the arsenal. Fact, oh, my God, man. Yeah, like, I went to art school, and I remember there was this one time I was walking out. I, got called, I already know this is going to be funny. Dude, I already got, I got called fag like a thousand times. Of course, yeah. It was my, in the curriculum. I, got, like, I, I paid my toenails. All right, you little faggots, open up the <laughs> Exactly. Open up to page yeah. six, yeah, you little Look, fags. I remember my professor, yeah, he was like, looks like a clown's funeral in here. That's what he used to say, because everyone dressed in weird clothes, but it was always black. It was oh, just really? dark black oh, clothes, yeah. but it'd be like... With rolled up yeah, toques. like a towel on their head, yeah, or like some yeah. kind of crazy shit. But at one time, I was just walking down the street in Halifax, and I was just minding my own business. And some guy pulled the car over, opened the door, and he goes, faggot, and then slams it and drives away. Why is it like that? He goes, Harry Potter, faggot? Yeah. Because I was wearing like a, like a yellow and orange like sweater. I was wearing and a I cloak, and I had glasses. a wand. Exactly. And it was, I was literally yeah. wearing a Harry Potter I outfit, so I mean, it's understandable. But that was funny because I wasn't really insulted by that. I was just kind of like, well, I almost, I almost appreciate. I thought it was like I appreciated it. I think I took it's a like lot a of time and effort to like yeah. stop, open it up, like he's gonna mug me and then just insult me and then drive away. It's similar to like the graffiti artist. Like when you have graffiti and someone does like really bad graffiti, you're like, oh come on. But if someone does like immaculate graffiti, you're like, okay, I'm down. Yeah, with that. still yeah. vandalism. Yeah, still vandalism technically. But and that's one I'm of those scenarios where you're not mad, but you're immediately excited to tell someone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I, I got a story. It's a story in there, man. It's a story in there. <laughs> now you got a, a little pep in your step. That's you're rushing right? off yeah. your... And, um, uh, yeah, I'm but not... But the... you know, what Biden, the yeah. vice president, the lady, 
Oh, Kamala Harris. Right when she went in, she switched her Twitter to he, her, or sorry, oh, she, I saw that. she, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seems so. So it's like, it's so like. It's so I'm insincere. getting all of the LGBT. I am your ambassador now. It's like pretty much being. Well, that's the confusing thing about the whole thing is that it, it is just like say the words that we want you to say and you'll be good. It's like just say like. And it's so but, fake. You, but exactly. But you're not thinking. You're not actually feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You're just be, you're just like, oh, I'm saying this and now I'm good. Or if I say this now, I'm bad. Like the, you just say something. People, the politicians are literally just politicians adhere to societal norms as mm. if it is scripture from god as if we're just the same way religious people adhere to it mm-hmm. well, you know what yeah, i mean big time they're like i cannot represent the people the, i cannot get popular vote unless i adhere to these things if i am a republican then no to abortion mm-hmm. then like there's uh, there's some well, specific ones no to abortion mm-hmm. fuck homeless people like obviously yeah. that's on the extreme but there's some ones at the platform that come packaged in with it Oh, and you have time. to pretty much adhere to that, but it, uh, but it's still kind. And of on the liberal like, side, what happens? Right when you get in the office, you got to be like she, she, them. Yeah. She, right when she, yeah, right exactly. when she's like, oh, this Twitter is about to increase in ten times followership. Oh yeah. Here's the moment. Yeah. To well, be an ally. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. That word ally and woke. Oh, ally. Yeah. To be woke and to be an ally. I'm not it's sure such what a team it is. Sport thing. It's like, if, if are you on the team or are you against the team? It it feels like so yeah it feels very insincere it feels like it's 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 like um when you like see a very beautiful woman and she's like very attractive and then you start talking to her for like fifteen minutes and she's just dumb There's as a post there. or something. There's nothing there. I'm not talking about anyone specifically. That's a hypothetical situation. Yeah, you know, but it's similar to that where it's like oh it looks pretty good and it, it sounds pretty good and it feels pretty good, but if I try and actually investigate into it, it becomes nothing. There's nothing there. There's, There's nothing there. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. like I was saying before, you have all these people who are put in front of the camera of this diverse nature, and then behind the camera, it's still ran and promoted and f- has this. F- tension behind it that's always been there which is like this money capitalist kind of like selfish it's a business first that's the creepy thing is but now we have to paint it before we have to before every business like think about uh america america just Hmm. it's um it shows this stuff a little bit easier like think about america a salesperson in america in the 70s 80s right you went to their office, you went to a place, what are they going to have? A big American flag out there, right? That's true. Oh, yeah. Big time. That is like an ally to the masses. Be proud of America. Right? And- now, it's like all these shows, they're, it's no longer, you can't, Canada never was really big like, Can I, look at my Canadian, we were never like that patriotic. Right. But now our thing is, look at the faces of the shirt. Look at the, our shows and look at the faces that you're seeing. Look who is included in our productions. Look who we put our money behind. And yeah. it's like, but 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 f- that's no. just because you're you have this is a, a strategic. You think that if you don't put your money behind these people, you're gonna look like this group of people, right? Which is outdated, and that's not a good look. Right. It, the, the, yeah. There's two things there, because because one of them is like what that implies, and it implies that I'm compassionate towards people who've struggled. You know what I mean? If because if you're a minority, you've struggled. It's it's interesting. The political thing is like is like a religious thing because to be to have privilege now is to have sin. It kind of replaces. Oh the yeah, same yeah, hundred percent. That's that's yeah. what we're saying. That's why you, as a white guy, yeah, have a, to tiptoe. I'm an inherent sinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just you have for to my tiptoe whole, around everything. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, it's funny for me. It is, I mean? it is funny. Just it is because, funny for you. It just because, funny. like I said, if, you we're, always getting, call me out if we're getting pulled over, at, if, we, if you and I in like two identical dimensions right. are driving the same car, getting pulled over at the same time at night, I'm sweating more than you. Is that right? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that I feel I don't feel as safe as you. Just, or I feel like the power dynamic is way more polarized than you versus the police officer. Well, well have you have you had like pretty racist experiences from the from the cops? Yeah, like stuff that like I haven't been hit or anything like that, but it's like oh my friend will get pulled over and mm-hmm. then the cop like for speeding and I'll be in the back with like three friends and the cop will be like ask me for my license only. He'll you know? just ask you he'll for ask his license? the driver for the license and he'll look in the back and he'll ask me for love for my license. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you just give it to him? Were you like, fuck it? Yeah. Like, what am I going to say? Well, That's well, what I'm saying. You I'm don't get driving. it. I'm not driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's like that power dynamic doesn't allow you to be like vocal about that. You got it. There's an implied power dynamic there. Based on based on race. Yeah. If the cop pulls you over and goes, give me your license. Yeah. Or ID. Right. I'm not going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. That, well, I mean, I, yeah, neither would I. I don't yeah. think I would either. Well, I've seen it. You've from seen people white, say, not from fucking black guys. You've seen someone say "fuck you." Not "fuck you," but like fighting them or being like talking to them as if like let's why like that's not logical. Like having that kind of conversation, right, right, right. As if it's they're almost like a principal, a student. Like white people talk to uh, white people <laughs> from what I've seen, they'll talk to cops like a bad student sent to the office talking to the principal. I think you're talking about like white women will talk like that. No, 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 because there's still that white women will. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's different though. Yeah, yeah. women will just pull the emotion card, or they'll just like the cop right away. Probably if it's white cop, white girl, it's almost like a daughter. He sees a daughter right away, assuming he has a family, right? Right, right, right. So I get that. That's like biology. There's always that soft spot for women. I get that. I'm not gonna fight that, but I'm just saying like I've seen like my white friends talk to cops, and it's just like a different tone. There's a there's a level of comfort there knowing like if this cop does something outlandish, it's they're not gonna get away with it. The, yeah, Whereas right, right. I don't have that feeling. I have it like, oh my god, there's nobody else right now. Anything could fucking happen. You feel like the like the threat. That's how I feel. Because of like like there's a, the whole like black. I just police feel violence. like yo, I the like if you go to court and be like, this guy did this. It's mm. his story against mine. Right. And. He can really muddy it up. The I, the cop. The, however, it ends up going down. He right. can really muddy it up because it's his word against mine. The only thing I've got thing I got for, going for me. I got a clean record. I got this and that. You know what I mean? Sure. But still, like when it's just him and I at night, pulled over. See, I'm like, oh, I don't. Uh, that feeling I get in my gut. I don't think you're getting it. And I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. That so that exists. But sure. at the same time, white guys have to tiptoe around everything, and that's why. And, and I find that funny. But I'm saying so. Even <laughs> though on a surface level, society yeah. goes, "You're white and you're evil and you're privileged." There's still some certain realities. All of those racist systemic issues are still very much in place. That George Floyd thing didn't change anything. See, uh, that, that's what I'm curious about because I've been looking a lot about like racial dynamics in like uh, in America and Canada and different things like that. But. Uh, Again, it's it scares me to talk about because it's it's already rooted in this. Talk uh, about it, man. But 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 I'm just saying it's rooted in this like uh, identity politics. Like just because there's like so what you're saying is it's like because you're black, you kind of like you kind of like take on a lot of what you've heard. 
Does that make sense? Is, 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 that's what I'm kind of interested in. Is, is like, where is this almost collective unconscious where it's, because I could take it on, because it's, it's, because again, we're talking about like race and stuff like that. But my ultimate point is, is that to cure a lot of that or to get through all of that. Did is, you ever grow up next to a cop? Or did I, you I grew a, up, my neighbor was a cop. Your yeah. neighbor was a cop. Yeah, she was. I've never been in a, lived in a place where anybody in my neighborhood was a police officer because we were subsidized housing. The cops were always there in a enforcement capacity. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I grew up around police being like enforcing. So I grew up around police almost like a uh, a jailer and prisoner type dynamic. Right. Whereas you saw cops out of uniform mowing the lawn. Hey, Mark. Well, then yeah. putting on the uniform and going. So you see, there's a humanizing thing to it because the middle cops are usually in the middle class, right? Right, right, right. But when you come from lower than middle class, your only exposure to the police outside of school when they come and go, don't do drugs, mm-hmm. is like in your neighborhoods exercising power. Right, yeah. I grew up next to a, 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 a what is it, a homicide detective. She was just, she like lived alone. She was was a she hot? No, she was like an old woman. She was a lesbian. She had this dog champion that really hated us. Champion. <laughs> yeah, they was the dog's name was Champion. It's a lot of syllables. It was a very ag- aggressive dog. But I guess ultimately what I'm trying to get at is there seems to be okay, so so that's bad. Like of course like stereotyping, racism, all that kind of judgmental stuff is 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 a bad thing and clearly, oh, yeah, and clearly yeah. a I'm wrong. I'm talking about thing. past that. But 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 past that, what's the other thing I'm trying to talk about is the way past that, honestly, is to almost achieve some kind of idea that there is a transcendent humanism. So there is something that we can all have access to that transcends it, as opposed to giving into these identities that you kind of placed onto yourself. Now, that's very difficult. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100% makes so it's sense. Like, so it's it's like, just like you know, that there's no money in that. Well, there's no money in that. Because exactly. you can... Uh, you, uh, but, with, but it doesn't question, help you when the new hot... Th- group of people yeah are being uh disenfranchised or or whatever and it's time that they be put up Mm -hmm. oh we'll stand behind them we'll make money because look that you know what i mean right like that rupaul's drag race right 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 right. like that's a huge show right yeah and who came and like i don't know anything about it but i'm sure like that wasn't getting funded 15 years ago but that's very polarizing too because i know a lot of people who are offended by drag just generally speaking, like they don't like the stereotypes of women that are presented by men. But the point is that that show probably w- would have just been too of much of an outlier for our social sensibilities 20 years ago. Right. So it wouldn't okay, have made money. It would have been just a dud. Yeah, right. But it's- now it's enough that he can make money. Yeah, that's interesting. And once they get like they're in the zeitgeist of everything we know enough, mm-hmm. that is not enough for us. Now we need the fucking like amputated non-binary well and, and skydiving <laughs> you know what i mean like it'll be like some really <laughs> niche thing and that'll be the thing that's like really pisses people off right, right and that'll right. be the new thing that all these people get behind so so where where is this lost compassion because it seems to be it seems to be more rooted in like resentment it's like there's a resentment for power it's not so much a respect for understanding or competence. It's like I resent the fact that these blank people have been in power for so long, and I want that power. It's not what are the true ideas that exist that we can all kind of use. It's where do I have the power? Because like you're saying before, it's like there's all this kind of ethnic and gender diversity strictly for money. Like the goal is not because it's good. The goal is because it makes money, which to me is wrong, frankly. Because the idea of individualism and, you know, the ability that everybody you meet is so different regardless of whether they're a man or a woman, 
regard like you know they they come from such a specific background and you have to treat people as individuals i'm not sure you unless you're like passing but if you're talking to somebody I'm it's gonna, hard because as soon I'm not as gonna treat you like you're just a black guy but because I don't, when I, I don't even know what that means, I, really. Because when you put me in your show, yeah. people see a black guy or an Asian woman. That's what it is. But, so but, even but, you but that, may get that, to know me. True, but that's wrong. And you and I think it's so tempting to get into that, to go, yeah, you're right. It's like, But you have to resist that. And you have to resist that temptation all the time. Like those horrible tendencies to box people in and judge people. I mean, that's a part of existence. Because we're tribal. Human. Everybody's... We're, we're, well, exactly. By nature, we are tribal. But and and But to say that like... I mean, we were tribal for sure, but now I think we're more like we still are. Our, keep in we're, mind we're that still, we are tribal. Well, we've right, had right. societies now for. But you don't want to regress to that. You don't want to go three, four thousand years, right? It's true, and tribes and, uh, possibly upwards of ten thousand. Oh yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. doing Old, agriculture, big time. Old but we've that. only been doing agriculture, which is has facilitated a, a huge population of people being able to not make food. Right. And just create other services and be of value to society as a whole. So it makes a cluster of people living together, thus towns and cities. Mm-hmm. But for like 100,000 plus years before that, right? we were hunter-gatherers. And, and, and hunter-gatherers tribes. in tribes of 150 or less. Right. And, and you know what I mean? And I think it's pretty... So that is still in our DNA. This is this All this city stuff is very recent if you look at the DNA of what we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's blowing it up, and I like that. You like that, I like the, I like to blow it up like that. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, there, well, there's something about that, and I think you have to, and I guess it depends on what your definition of progress is, because you're right, there's agriculture which helped that, but I also think religion played a big part of that, where religion kind of came in and said that, like... Oh, religion, yeah. We, we all think this way. This is a moral code. And then in in where like a religion settled, there was relative peace. Oh, absolutely. But then on the borders of where religions were, there was tons of fighting. Exactly, because it's, like, it's it's an expansion of tribalism. I mean, I'm I'm no. If you're PhD Christian and I'm Christian on the other side of the world, right? And I come to wherever you are, we could do business because we're both Christian. Totally, we yeah, might yeah. not even speak the same language. Big time. But morally, we're on the same playing field. That's what religion did. It was almost like a absolutely. it was almost like a a leveling thing. And, and we seem to be in like a post-religious world right now, which I think is what a lot of this compassion and guilt and shame, because... We're it, getting further and further away from just being an animal. And it's like the uncharted territories of like, we are animals, right. but our minds have essentially evolved to the level where we have this consciousness and us and me and all that. And right, that is... Yeah, yeah. That in tandem with like how much society's progressing, how big it's getting, and how online and like virtual it's becoming, well, is it, all it, leading us to a direction that is just uncharted. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think I think it's, but history does repeat itself, and and I think it m- might be going like more animalistic, where you are starting to judge people on very simple terms. It's not getting more complex; it's getting simpler. It's like, oh, this is this type of person, which I think is kind of a bit of a intellectual regression, because for a long time it was like. You know, the individual, like, I think it's a uh, enlightenment idea where it's like, you know, the sovereign individual. There's something about individualism that's sovereign. And then you get psychology out of that and you get like philosophy and universities kind of promoted that pretty good. But for a long time, you're right, it was just tribes fighting and tribes will fight. There's no, nothing else. Tribes fight. I think that's like a pretty solid fact. Yeah. I don't know if it's a fact The way we do it is right. Exactly. And, or you're creating problems for us. or if we And have the any- way to disperse of that is to treat everybody as an individual. I mean, it's kind of like if you do good for yourself. That's easier said than done, though. Because oh, my God, companies, yes. Like, let's say, let's move away from uh, TV and film okay. and go more towards normal corporate. 
Okay. And they are very similar. They are tax kickbacks. For They're actual companies will save money mm. having diversity, having a diverse exactly uh, workforce. You well, know that, what I mean? That, having that, this of this. It won't necessarily be like, get 10% off here this for an Asian and 15. They don't break yeah, it down yeah, like that. Yeah, right. But people that are, you know, when you, ever, you apply for a job and they go, check one of these boxes of what you are, you know? Oh, certainly. Native American. White. But that's only the last, what, decade Hispanic. or so? That's only the last decade. Bro, I filled one of those boxes out in America one time for a thing, and yeah, I yeah. swear to God, <laughs> there was only two boxes, Hispanic or non-Hispanic. Hispanic or non-Hispanic? Yeah. That's interesting. I, uh, which I, which state? I uh, This is out of California or Michigan. Okay, okay. okay but okay. imagine Hispanic or non-Hispanic. So it was probably California. It was probably California, I was going to say, yeah. That's it. That's all they wanted to know. <laughs> if you're Hispanic or what? not. <laughs> that's it? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. That's I, the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. Uh, Hispanic or not. That like, certainly has something to do with the immigration thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah the like, Mexican-American Are you possibly illegal or definitely not? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. What? <laughs> so many people are like, uh, not, not. But yeah, not. they can't look at people as the individual. Because let's say individual A, let's say you and me mm-hmm. are... Equally suited for the job. In fact, you're 5% better. Sure. Suited for the role. Okay. But there is an actual economic saving by going with me. Yeah, of course. So then it's difficult in that sense to look at the individual. They got to, they want to, it's all about the bottom line at the end of the day with business, right? Well, yeah. So they, they got to identify you as part of the group that makes that tax break. Well, that, that's, I mean, and that's how much this kind of ideology is leaked into the culture. But it started somewhere. It started with something where it, because it, I remember being a kid and there was a big promotion um, of like colorblindness, which is almost offensive now, where it's like, you know, it's, it's this idea where, you know, it's not colorblindness as to say like warm hearted, not, not literally colorblind, but that there's like the kindness to your intention where it's like you're promoting this idea where it's like, regardless of their color, there are things that humans have in common. And you can, you know, you can list fear, love, hate, jealousy, pain, all these things that all humans feel. And they only exist in the consciousness of humanity. And we all share them and trade and them. And dolphins, of course. And that shout was out to of, the dolphins watching. Shout out to the dolphins out there. And all mammals, really. Very all of smart. our boys. Yeah, you're born out of a womb. You're with us here. None of those egg creatures. That's what I say. Fuck enough, you. Enough of the egg Mammal creatures. Mammal life, bitch. Yeah, I'm talking about. I want to suck all on some nipples. All you egg fags. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we mammals, bitch. We get birth direct. Exactly. Yeah, baby. I want to suck on some tits from milk. You Tech feel eyes. me? Yeah, exactly. None of that egg stuff. But yeah, now yeah, it's sorry. like the total opposite of colorblindness. Well, it's now it's like respect and identify and well, it's to me, which 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 is interesting to me because I think society's already gotten through that. Like I think if you look at the beginnings of, you know, British common law, actually, I think the history of British common law was such that they would that we went through this idea where it's like, okay, we're going to define you to your indiv- to your to your group mentality. Where some guy goes, okay, I'm a black guy. He goes, okay, well, I'm a gay black guy. Okay, well, I'm a trans gay black guy. Well, I'm a single parent trans gay black guy. Well, I'm a single parent trans amputee and then you realize imagine very quickly yeah. but imagine very, oh you mean you're a complete individual yeah, yeah 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 you mean you're actually this complete individual exactly but for some reason that scale seems to be sliding and unclear anymore which i can't really figure out what's going on because i went to when i was in school i went to i was in dartmouth and it was a predominantly black school where i grew dartmouth up dartmouth is predominantly black school? dartmouth here's a little interesting this is something i know about dartmouth that it was the only place in canada where they had american slaves 
So, Amer- so Harriet Tubman, the Underground Railroad, landed in Dartmouth. This place called Africville in Halifax. Africville? Africville. Oh, okay. No, that, that definitely has nothing to do with Africa. <laughs> no, no, it's nothing to do with Africa. But <laughs> There's it was, no A at the end. It's but it was, totally I, unrelated. I, forget, I don't know the exact dates, but it was. it's the only place in Canada where they had like legit, like I went to uh, school with kids whose last yeah, name. Yeah, they would like, seek refuge there, slaves, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So like a lot of kids I went to were legitimately descendants of slaves. Like oh, American shit. slaves. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Downies and Beals. It's huge families out there. There's a place called uh, Jellybean Square. Oh, is that me? Nice. I'm so happy that that didn't stop the uh the recording. Oh, thank God. Was it just a phone call? Yeah, it was on uh, Okay, we're Yeah, FaceTime me. Um Yeah, and yeah, it was the only place where they uh in Canada where there's the descendants of slaves. So growing up with like majority black kids in Dartmouth, I think it was like a 40-60 and I went to Dartmouth High, which is right downtown near this place called Jellybean Square, which was painted Sounds up- racist as fuck. Uh, dude, I mean, well, Dar- Dartmouth was was Get out of here, you nigger. This well, is Jellybean well, Square. Uh, well, no, we don't well, need your niggers out here. What happened is Africa- We're eating in jelly beans out here. <laughs> oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. right, certainly. But um why can't they have jelly beans that one like But it's it's kind of sick cuz they did Jelly Bean Square cuz they Africville got dispersed because the land became valuable, so they put them in this place called Preston, which is like a 45-minute drive out of town. Yeah. This is some old-school racist Preston, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this place called Jellybean Square, which is right downtown, which is like like um, uh, government housing, yeah. which is right next to where my high school was. And they call it Jellybean Square because back in the day, they it was like a, it was like a ghetto, basically. It was like the bare minimum. And they just painted them like bright red and oh, bright they, blue. The real and all this stuff. Exactly, thing, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, and they're like, but it still looks like they're fun. They're like, look, it's red. And, yeah. And some guy like, Seven people died last night. Yeah, but yeah. look, the walls are blue. That was fascinating growing up because in, in Dartmouth, there would always be like, you know, two or three murders a year, gun murders in Dartmouth. Because Dartmouth, it's a big port as well. And a lot of the gun trade is actually brought in in Halifax and oh, stuff. Oh, shit. Because, like, yeah, the big military base and shit. But growing up, uh, to get back to my point, I remember they always preached Martin Luther King. And it was all about that colorblindness. It was all about the, you know, the content of character and not the color of skin, which is weird now because that almost has like, it, that's almost like a right wing talking point now in a strange way. Like that, that it's, it's not the Malcolm X, Marcus Gray, because that turned sa- to Africa, yeah. black power. It's Martin Luther King was like, race doesn't matter. You can't be tempted by that idea. And it seemed to shift and become like the Black Panthers and the black power movement was so hyper-focused on race. It was, it was, it was a different idea. Yeah. yeah. And the idea is that if, seems to have grown less than say the Martin Luther King colorblindness notion, which is like, don't get tempted by that. Individually, yeah. you cannot be tempted to be like, this person is this based on the way they look. This woman is like this because she's a woman. It's like, or this black person's like this because he's black. That is like, you know, you think about it for five seconds. You're like, oh yeah, right. It's, of course, of course. Yeah. Someone's melanin count in their skin is irrelevant to their brain. Completely. Uh, you, can, you can approach it sociologically, psychologically, biologically, any direction you want to take that conversation in. It is, it seems to. I think the reason you had so many, Martin Luther King was that. Martin Luther King was awesome, obviously. Oh yeah. One he of my heroes, man. Big time. Uh, that's such a white guy thing to say. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, I, I know it is, but, well, that's what I'm saying. But you're an ally, bro. But, but that's interesting though, right? But that is now like more of a, uh, like a white guy thing to say, which is interesting to me because growing up, it certainly was not. 
It was definitely not. Like oh, in the yeah, 90s yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, It was definitely more bro, of a black, like old black woman yeah, thing to be like, like, Martin Luther King. And I've been to some protests where people yell out like, fuck Martin Luther King. And I'm like, I don't know what to Actually, do. people say that. Fuck Martin Luther King, I've man. I've heard that. Fuck him and his slow pace talk. Uh, it's, it's like. Uh, I've climbed the mountain <laughs> and I have exactly seen. Right. The other side, or whatever it is. I know she was not as cool. Amazing. It's not as cool as Malcolm X with like his gun in no, like a yeah. window, being yeah, like yeah, exactly. these fucking white bastards. <laughs> Whoa, no, no, yeah. no. Martin, <laughs> see, uh, Martin Luther King preached nonviolence. Yeah, and Malcolm X essentially preached uh, equality by any means necessary. Right. He was. He so was, don't go attacking people, but if they attack you, you kill them where they stand, kind of thing. Yeah, that's Whereas, right. Martin Luther King was even if they hit you, you do not swing back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. It's, and Martin it's, Luther and, and Malcolm X was like, "Yo, fuck that shit. We're men too." So right, and they both got killed. Look, I, they I know, both I know. got it, it, killed nothing, at the end nothing, of the day. Yeah, it didn't work out for either of them. Unfortunately. But the point is, his his um his was more like. Martin Luther King was more like on the idealistic side of things. Just he was a Christian too. He was like a he was a. It's like we, we can't look at the. Skin color, but things were so racism was so predominant oh, yeah. that you need militantly aggressive groups to push aggressively forward for the disenfranchised groups, and they all ended up just like completely liquidating and like being nothing at this right. point, just like lore from the past. But still, they help pull things forward. You know mm. what I mean? Like you can just oh yeah, I don't buy and, and wait for the ind each individual to slowly realize, hey, you know what? This black guy is actually all right. Mm. Or you can have like militantly um, inspired black people putting other black people together, being like, yo, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. But I'm it, fuck it, this nonviolence. I'm getting attacked. And fuck nonviolence. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and that is ultimately. I'm already living like half a slave. Fuck, what? What? Like, I'm not afraid of death at this point. Well, that that's yeah. Get, well, and that and that's like yeah. That's that's very American. That's a very American kind of race politics kind of thing. But there's there's there was something else going on there in like the 1960s as well. There's this thing called the Moynihan Report. What's that? Did you ever hear Bill Moynihan? No. Anyways, he's this guy who wrote this uh, paper in the 1960s called. Uh, a case, the black family, a case for national action. And what he found was that in 1960 or 59, he wrote this paper and it said that like, so the black family is in serious trouble. There is 25% of all black children are born into wedlock. And he was like, this is horrible. We can't have that going on right now. Like the, because society, Western society in particular is, and most of society is built off of the marriage system. It's built off of families. Yes. It's built off of and families. The institution of marriage. Absolutely. The institution of marriage, right? Tax breaks. Wherever you know there's a tax about? break. You get some money for having kids. Yeah, exactly. That just goes to show where people are getting pulled. Tax breaks are the way to pull the masses towards well, one direction. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know. That's true. Corporations but, but, hire but, but he, he immigrants. Wrote, tax break. <laughs> get true. married. Tax break. You so know what have I mean? a kid. Tax break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Fun pensions that might get fucked up later on. Tax break. Hide your money in non-charitable foundations. Tax break. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. I'll give all my money to a church and then get it back. Um no, there, there was there was something there, and right, and uh, what was it? Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson took that and then did the war on poverty right out of that too. Remember that, you know, like which basically gave birth to the welfare state. Oh, yeah, it was like the food stamps, everything. The food, came uh, yeah, that. everything came yeah. out of that because he was like, look, family, black families are in trouble. What's is interesting? What what's fascinating now is that the out of wedlock birth rate for black people is like seventy percent. 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's it's like skyrocketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now, but wait, wait. How are you just so up on this statistic, by because the way? Because I... I've, well, I just check it every morning. You don't? I do. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> what about white people out of wedlock, well, huh? Well, qu- quietly in my, own, in my own private life, you know, race <laughs> politics are quite close to my heart, in, in all honesty. I... Uh, it's it's just something that's been in my face my whole life, and studying it and being around people of different colors. Are there a lot of uh, black kids in art school with you? And uh, no, that was what was interesting. There wasn't really. I remember going up in Dartmouth and then going to Halifax. It was completely whitewashed, which is which is like over the bridge, like oh, literally over the bridge. Oh yeah, yeah. but growing oh, up, it's I went, straight up Oakland, San Francisco. If you've ever big been, time, man, it was exact- so weird. Uh, but I, I put on like hip hop all the time or you know and people be like oh this music's too scary like I put on like Tyler the Creator when it was coming out that's hilarious. and I was like Goblin. 21 and I'd yeah. be like putting on Goblin and shit like that yeah, they'd be yonkers. like what is this yeah exactly and I'm like where's the where's the Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros and I'm like that shit's dope too but this shit right here this shit is dope as shit and that's right when Odd Future and all that really and like, exaggerated this is scary. and then they put on Eminem I'll fucking uh, I know exactly right. sit back in this pack and this Eminem is the next shit I know yeah sometimes I just put on Eminem and I'm like I like the idea of the song. Mm. I like. I'm a huge fan of Eminem, but right. I'll put on the way I am every now and then. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like sometimes I just right when I press play, it's just like a wave of aggression coming at you more than like 90 percent of black rappers too. It's like his, oh, yeah. in the Marshall Mathers LP, oh, his yeah, level of anger. Oh yeah, was like it was boiling level. Well, even you saw him. I would back just change then. it. I would just be like, I love the song, and I, I almost feel bad. <laughs> changing it but like i just can't do this aggressive thing right now i just all i'm feeling is i'm not even hearing the words all i'm hearing you know what i mean it's either that or like extremely sarcastic he was like such a bipolar rapper he'd be like this like blue and yellow purple oh yeah superman like i fucking hate my son (laughs) you're just like okay oh what's that tattoo say rotten pieces oh that's great (laughs) lovely wonderful But Eminem's got that thousand-yard stare, too, though, when he's on interviews. It's like, I'm going to fucking... No. No. He's just like two-word answers. Must be a tough interview, I would imagine. Because Gotta the, have that manliness, you know what I'm saying? Gotta have that fucking braggadocious kind of shit. That's the... That, yeah, that's, being that's the a, hip-hop way. Being a poor white person amongst poor black people is like almost like... Uh, hmm. It's got its roughness. As Chappelle puts it, he grew up poor around white people and he's been around white people it's like the only difference is white people feel like this isn't supposed to be happening to me right okay. whereas all the poor so the poor black people around you will be like man you got this privilege they're all poor together right 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 but they like you probably got a chip uh, they think you have a chip on your shoulders because you were white yeah, yeah, so yeah. you actually almost yeah. getting it a little worse. So I mean, I'm almost had it like the worst case scenario. He was like self-loathing and poor. Yeah, the blacks <laughs> like, hated on I him. Hate he was myself. poor. Uh, yeah. Mom was fucking everybody from what I understand. Oh, gee. Yeah, he grew up in a pretty rough what, situation. What, you slip, trip, landed but on his dick? His music wouldn't be as good. Damn, music damn wouldn't right. not be as good. Damn right. You know I mean? you need no that junk, suffering. no soul, baby. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. No, but. Uh, Bill, back on this topic of uh, ethnic budget. Okay. Oh, where do you see this going? Do you actually see, oh, can you see a flip where it's like, like, let's remember that mm-hmm. this is Canada. We're in Canada. A country that is, what would you say, 80% white? It's a, I'm I not talking about Toronto. No, no, I, I don't know. It's funny, Canada does not do race-based statistics at all. What, what do you mean? That's what the fuck a census is for. 
Yeah, but they don't they don't break it down by race. They break it down by age, they break it down by gender, they break it down by Oh, class. they ask you they're like it, instead of being like what uh, group do you identify with? Now mm. they ask, "What do you like? Rock, pop?" Yeah, exactly. And they just <laughs> extrapolate from Well, we have music genre data that we can exactly. extrapolate from over 85. Yeah, exactly. White over 85. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to, you know, go on out on limb here and say 80%. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, mostly, the whole prairies, sure. the west yeah, the oh, yeah. East is big time white. Oh, I mean, Dartmouth, yeah, yeah. sure not, but sure. fucking Brunswick, Newfoundland, PEI, big time, right? I would say, oh yeah, Quebec, right? Certainly the majority. So of let's say eighty percent. Yeah, it's hilarious to me that every show that is put forward is like they're not representative of the country. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're representative of the most like diverse Toronto neighborhood. Yeah. So it's almost like CBC, which is the Canada Broadcasting Company, right? Canadian Broadcasting Company. They, My boy. they're shoving down the throat of the country of like diversity, diversity. Even though it is not representative of the people in general, right? Right. But that's because they have to. They can't just keep putting white people up because that's what's been happening. And now the whole society and industry is being like, yo, if you keep doing that, you're 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 oh wow, Canada's still doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks gauche or it looks like, oh, well, you know, uh, like that's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's not sincere. It's not tastefully casted. No, it's 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 not compassionate, but which I think is just like kind of a weird blanket term for resentment. But exa- exactly. You know so I mean? I'm it like, has I, a resentment tinge to it for some weird reason. I'm not sure. I, yeah. Like I'm waiting for the Saskatchewan farm show that's cast like. Didn't they have little mosque on the prairie? Remember yeah, that, that was way back in the day. That but was that just was, like that was like a post 9/11 but release. That was still, but that's, that was like a PR by well, all Muslims it all after is. 9/11. Well, that's the we same. need a mosque on a prairie. We need some good, good, honest, uh, just run of the mill Muslims just living on his lives and oh, not yeah. bombing. And well, there you no, go. No planes in the show at all. Exactly, right? They wear suits. They wear suits. Exactly. Yeah, they wear they sweaters. Go, yeah, they pray on Fridays, but exactly. they're good people. <laughs> exactly. They're watching the game. They're not drinking alcoholic beer, but you know what? They're good people. They'll, they'll have nachos. They'll, they'll have nachos. They'll have, oh, of course. They'll go to a bar and they'll watch they're hockey. They're good exactly. People. They'll play hockey and they'll struggle a little bit, but then they'll get it. But I'm waiting for the Saskatchewan like prairie show with like nine black guys. Be like, <laughs> we're just like, what the? We're fuck? just a regular black, and then like no one, and like who is watching? I, bro, that's what I wish I could. I what? wish I could see the numbers of, especially uh, not, not so much on CBC because I don't even have. Um, I don't even have access to any of these Canadian shows unless they make it onto Netflix or YouTube. I don't have Crave. I don't have any of them. Right. So I don't even know how people watch this shit, right? Some of them watch it still on, on TV, mostly older people. Yeah, like I, I don't get the feed, but... No, I mean, What I want to know, especially on Netflix, I would love to see... There's so many shows, so many Netflix originals that come out mm. that address every niche. I would love to see what their viewership numbers are. Because sometimes I watch them. Who the fuck is watching this? I bet, I bet they're pretty high. Who is watching this? I like mean, Netflix sure, shows? I bet you all of their juggernauts are high. Oh, sure. But I'm talking about across the board. They, man, think, new releases. I'll see five of them that I've even seen before, and they're all Netflix or originals. A, a show, I think, to get a second season needs at least like somewhere in the ballpark of like between three hundred and five hundred thousand viewers a week to like get. I think on CBC to get like a new season. Really big shows will get like upwards of like a million, maybe a million and a half a week. A week viewership. And I think, and I can't, and I don't know if that's global or not. That might be just Canadian. What? For CBC. How could it be Canadian only? 
It can't only be well, a I mean, million I, I, and I, a I, half I, a week. Our population is thirty-eight million. Yeah, but I think there's a lot more people not in cities probably or like older people or watching everything who are just watching on TV. TV yeah, or just yeah. watching CBC or just stuck in those old ways. Yeah, or, okay. or just aren't advanced to the new ways, I guess. Like aren't streaming and are kind of confused by apps and smartphones. Mm. So they're just like with their little remote. And if you're like over 60, which is a lot. I mean, I think the median age of... Are you watching Kim's Convenience if you're over 60? I assume so. One could imagine. I assume so, but Kim's Convenience is, is, I think, a lot more popular than it is watched. Like it's like a it's like a big show that CBC like promotes a lot. Gotcha. Okay. Do you know the numbers? Does anybody know these numbers? I, I don't. I don't know the numbers offhand, but um, yeah, like that's like a big show, and I'm sure they get like two million probably a, a, an episode. I would I would imagine something like that. Maybe more because again, I don't think that's counting the streams. I don't think that's counting like like the. Cause it's Wait, on no, Netflix. no, you have to count the streams though. No, I think that's just broadcast. Oh, really? But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how it works, really. I mean, I'm just a cameraman. What the hell do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I love what... Uh, so you're telling me about being on set, and it's like... Yeah. It's all these, like... Um, there's, there's plasticed a, up old white women who have been in the industry <laughs> for decades, and now it's like, in front of the camera, is whoever is, like, waving the flag. You know what I mean? Right. In, like, society right now, we have problems. Whoever that is, is who they put in front of the camera. Who's behind the camera? It never changes. Okay? No. Is the vibe I get. But that, it's like, you got introduced. That seems true to me. That's that's what's funny. It's like, it's almost like, a, imagine, like, a puppeteer. Remember, like, the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yes. How, like, one guy would be playing, like, there'd be a courtyard and kids watching a puppet show? Mm-hmm. It's like the puppeteer stays, like, old white. And th- he changes the puppets to reflect who's in the audience and like who is of an earning potential to support and watch the thing they're creating. They're like, oh, there's Asians here now. Let me put on an Asian puppet. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's just a play to re- for economic purposes. Well, yeah? and that and none that's, of it. It's like you're saying there's zero compassion. Well, that's what, that's what I mean. That's what really that's what really troubles me about the whole thing is that it, it is this kind of forced compassion rooted in you know uh, resentment like it's 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 sad to me in a way when i really think about it as hard as i can about how you know you should just be out there trying to talk about trend like it, it really breaks down to like do you believe that there's certain things that humans share like are there transcendent things like does everybody feel fear can we just talk about fear and how hard that is to deal with or can we talk about love and how difficult that is to deal with regardless of what the details are sure we'll put them in the ghetto in new york and they'll wear this cultural clothing and they'll talk this cultural lingo whatever the human element is still there you know like you can still reach into those big wells but that seems to be caring less and less and it's just let's do the picture cookie cutter stories who cares about the script and the ideas as long as the face is what we want it to be which is such a capitalist move like it's not a in my opinion like a liberal you know emotion art move I, it's th- very political but that's canada canada's funding is all political like it's cbc it's government people going i'm going to choose what artists to choose and america people. it's hollywood capitalist driven well it's free market totally it's free it's, market it's just what other people want and let's go that direction so what's the last classic canada has produced the last like classic classic movie Classic movie. I mean, Canada's not great at at films. Canada's not really great at it does critically more t- it does more TV. Content. It does great comedy television. Like you know, I always had this theory that Canada was fantastic. Name I'll, I'll name you a bunch of, but but it's great. It's great at low budget, 
high personality. So if you look at something like Tom Green, no money, but his personality skyrockets. Kenny versus Spenny, no money, personality but they skyrockets. they all went to the States. Nathan Fielder, exactly, right? Because Canada's freaked out by them because it doesn't fit this government orientation. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it just might be that there is way more food for them in the States. And once they got their concept validated via the vehicle of Canadian television sure, and were able to get the ears of decision makers in the States, they went at the first jump. Well, I, I think rather than Canada being like, we can't handle this shit anymore. We can't pick you up, Tom Green, for another season. Well, I, I mean, think the same, like, but, but the same thing, ha- I think that's what happened with Tom Green is they're like, this is too weird. We don't want it. And then like MTV was like, we'll take that. Same with Kenny versus Spenny. They got dropped by CBC oh. and then Showcase picked them up. Same thing happened with Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys, another one. No money. The personality, Sean. So it's this really low budget, handheld video crap. But the, the reality, like these personalities are so big and strong. And I think that's what Canada's really good, good at. And it reflects the culture. Like Canada is very silly, but they do nothing. Like they, we're not, we don't have like a lot of technology. You would think we came from Seinfeld would have started here. Huh? Yeah, or or we we still have that old like wintry roots where it's like it's just like you know when it's cold and stuff, you got to make each other laugh and you got to be silly. Canadians are very silly people. You know, we're not serious people per se. In in, but our, in at our the own same way. time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that politicalness. That, pop, that that that, well, that that CBC has yeah. that they distill into all of the uh, pay programming that they have, mm. that is kind of distilled into the Canadian people a little bit. I can tell you that as a comedian. Well, it's because it's all the laugh is more. If I do race based stuff about a race that I am not, because it's like, if you make fun of your own race, that's fine. Sure. If you go up there as a white comic talking about white guys right now, that's fine. You know. As a black guy talking, it's when the white guy talks about black guys. It's when the black guy talks about Asians. Actually, no, black I, guys, I, we're so disenfranchised. We can we have the card to talk about anything, but kind a, of. But look at like Russell Peters. Russell Peters goes out there and people yeah, are like, Yeah, he's a hey. brown guy. Like in the 9 era, any, you know what I mean? You can yeah. talk about whatever. You can but, talk about anything he wants. But the point is, I hear more of a guttural, unfiltered laugh in the United States than I do in Canada. That's Canada almost, there is like, ooh, I don't want to, that kind of like hesitation, reluctance to fully express right. is always kind of present, especially obviously in the big cities. Oh, You go sh- out in the small sure. cities, it feels just like anywhere. In, but I mean, I performed in San Francisco. Toronto is similar vibe. San Francisco is obviously a higher degree of like, yeah, yeah. Ah, you know what I mean? Like, I bet it's I'll make black jokes and they won't laugh at them. And what like, it's like a group of white people. It's like, I am black. It's like, what the fuck is happening? I feel, I feel like that might be even more of a class thing. It might be more of a class thing than a race thing because I find like poorer people you can be way more offensive around. If you're like low oh, class, it's like I really think like it's like the, the race discussion is almost like a weird simplified guys to ignore because that's driven by capitalism and politics. It's actually class that you're talking about. It's the fact that like poor people I think are funnier and are more innovative than rich elites because rich elites look at each other and they go, are you obeying the rules? Are you obeying the rules? Uh, 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 and they have that kind of tension. Yeah, Which in my in my experience, like anybody who could ride anybody out at like any second. Sh- shooting on a big set, it's like there's such this weird militaristic tension out there where it's like, don't fuck up, pass the blame, blah 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 blah. But when I'm making films with you, or I'm making films with my friends, or I'm making films with Conrad, it's like we're all just like, I don't know, what are we doing? Yeah. It's like it has this loose kind of funness to it, which I think for the you art lose form of that f- once there's money on the line, but you don't have you lose to. It. You don't have to. You can always go, well, no, my art is more valuable than my money. My feelings, my personality. That's what sucks is that there's this 
kind of people are giving you're up talking the, like such a real director right now i love it well i'll just say but that continue like, i just want to are, say that i want to interrupt and say up, that they're giving up their, their their personal interests and their personal values for money and career which is so like to me just feels kind of gross and mucky and kind of like I don't, it just doesn't feel great. Like we were talking about before the podcast, your parents like, we can go make money, go make money. Why aren't you making money? It's like, cause that's not my thing. Yeah. I'd rather... I don't even have, that's the funniest part about it is imagine <laughs> not even having like my Arab, the things I want to say in Arabic, I can't even say. I can have like very rudimentary, like basic conversation. Mm. Where's that? This is great. Oh, can you make this? Let's go watch that movie. I just bought this. Right. But yeah, when yeah. my when like my family like I was just telling them like I was home this weekend it's like my brother-in-law every opportunity he gets he's like man if I had your degree man I would be in uh, Qatar like in Qatar in Qat in Qatar like I'd be in Qatar man like I have friends there in Qatar man they don't even have your degree and they're making 14,000 a month no tax they're paying for their living it's like pressure yeah it's still like it's still such a survive mentality because I get it. We're all born in Sudan. We're all we're all born in Africa and we're here now. Mm. So we're still surviving. But it's like, yo, I want to thrive. And they and they don't I, – I, I can't – I don't have the words to be like, yo, I don't want to at all do that. I have nothing in me that wants to do that. So even if I did make that money, that does nothing for me. Like, am I going to go in the middle of nowhere? How about all my friends who went to Fort McMurray to work the oil fields when back in the day when every other conversation was, bro, you go to Fort Mac, you live there two years, you pocket like crazy and you come back in this. I know a million guys who did that shit, man. Two, three weeks on, one, two weeks off. Bro, that's the worst schedule. People oh. it lose their mind. The meth and drugs are crazy up but you, there. You but know you what never, I mean? you, but you're making money. But, right? but but I mean, money is such a dead end pursuit because exactly. you never have enough. Exactly. You cannot have enough. It's like okay, I have 14. Okay, well, how do I get this to which, 16? Which is is, is kind of like a, it kind of marries nicely with the religious analogy with like money. It's like well, one day I'll have enough. One day there'll be redemption. One day Jesus will come back and save me. Yeah, it's, I just gotta it's, stick it's like a weird, true. But all religions have like have redemption faith. day. Have faith, kind of thing. Yeah, and have faith in it and. You know, but this, they're thinking this idea more of safety, of like, but it's like, you're not safe, you're a human. What are you talking about? You're safe, you get cancer and die. That's straight up. I don't even know the word for fulfillment in Arabic. Yeah. I don't know to tell them like, yo, I'm going in the, I'm fulf- I'm already fulfilled in the thing I'm pursuing and I'm broke. And like the only reason I want to make money is to help out around here. I'll make a little extra money just to throw you guys, to throw help on my mom, right? Sure. That's the only, I want to do that. That's why I'm like actually applying to part-time jobs and shit. Yeah, yeah, we're... Not to mention the credit card that I have, but <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all there, bro. <laughs> but the point, I don't even know how to tell them, yo, that's not fulfilling for me. Like, that's a laughable, even if I did, it's a laugh. They're going to look at me like, man, this guy lost his brain to Canada, man. Right. He lost his mind to these, to the this, the first world. And it really is. They're not wrong. It well, really is the privilege of the first world to be like, fuck the... Uh, Focus on surviving because everywhere else in the world, everyone's focusing on surviving. Right. But here in the first world, it's like, yo, surviving is almost the default, right? Well, it's like totally. And, and, and the majority of people stay surviving and try to do well, but I want to thrive. I don't want to survive. I want to th- thrive 
make your passion your work and thrive in that route. And I just all I, all I can tell him is just give me time. This will all make sense. I actually was I I didn't even know how to say it in English. I straight up I went, I was holding my niece like yeah. his daughter. Yeah. He's like you're what are you doing? Like you're so like <laughs> like uh, think uh. think. And I just told him yeah I I actually I felt weird saying it, but yo I was like yo don't worry I'm pretty fucking talented. <laughs> okay. Like give me some time I'm gonna figure this shit out. Okay. You need like, that confidence, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and they're like, well, at least you have your degree to fall back on, and I'm like. That is mentality. I got took that mentality out of my mind years ago. There's no fallback. Well, the, and that's that's interesting because I think that we talked about this when you're at my place last, where it's like you have that meaning. It's like, well, my life has purpose beyond. You can't really buy meaning. You can't like you know people try to buy meaning all the time. Well, if I'm a millionaire and I have this nice shit, then I'll then my life will be meaning. Meaning that means to me that it's like when other people look at you, they'll think something that you want them to think. You yourself aren't actually going to think that because. That is only found within, right? Like you need to find out what you want for yourself. But my family's very religious, so the idea that well, they've already but, subscribed but to a concept great, of meaning, and they've already subscribed to a concept of what is all this. Yeah. So they are just like, this is all a test. Let's live decently. Let's eat, and totally, man. and then this life will end, and we'll go to heaven or whatever, right? Sure. And I subscribe to the idea as, yo, this is the only life you're guaranteed. How am I gonna live this life as a test? When I don't know what the fuck is good. I I know one thing for sure. I don't know what happened before I existed. Mm. And I can only imagine my death will be the exact same state. Yeah, absolutely. So that means that this period right here is the only guaranteed thing. And might as well live that it's true. by your own means and live that pursuing what you think you want rather than being like, well, this is the book. I subscribe to this book. So in the meantime... Let me do some engineering. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, and, and, and yeah, to be uninspired, because I think it's great if you're an inspired engineer, but to be to do something yeah, yeah, exactly. uninspired. Oh, no, I'm, not, I'm not dogging engineering no, at all. Because no, no, I know no, some I, people I, that were like, I know some engineers, I was like, makes me just go, wow, man. This is, they oh, need more of this in the school. Like 100%. this this is the type of person that will change the world. Yeah. I just wasn't in the right thing. And I think I have that power just in my own lane. Well, and I think that also reflects other people. Like when you die, it's like your memory and the effects you have on other people is, is pretty, like it repeats pretty good. Like if, if you're always, if you see a place where there's a bunch of like hatred or, you know, uh, you know, arrogance or whatever it is. And if you add more to that, if you're like, oh, these people are hateful or this situation is hateful or not very good. It's like you, it's your job to add the good and to take out the hate. If you add more hate, if you start hating the hate, it just, it just becomes this hateful Horrible yeah, thing. it it uh, what's it called? Um, because you know, I was thinking a, a powder keg, but it's, it snowballs essentially. It snowballs absolutely, and so and I think and I think the same thing goes with goodness, but that's much harder for goodness because it's undefined and it's easier to throw goodness into like politics. It's hard to kind of be just good for yourself and go, oh, this person I disagree with and hate, I need to actually love them. That's my job right now. If they're spouting off some horrible shit that you disagree with. It's your job to, to listen to them yeah, yeah, and actually, you know, change their idea by simply adding like, I'm actually giving you time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not I, sh- I'm not shutting anybody up. I just remind myself right now that every successful immigrant comedian, mm. I guarantee their parents are no longer talking shit about switch careers or be this or that. 
Oh, hell no. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I've had Every that ex- single one of them, right? <laughs> I've, I've had that experience myself where it's like, yeah. And that's society and that's other people. That's kind of like getting away from the internal ideas of like value and individualism. But like if you make films like I have and people are like, okay, yeah, filmmaker, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, look, I got a film in this festival. People are like, oh, okay. So they're kind of judging you off of the so- accolades. social thing. Yeah, judging you like, off of the thing they recognize and can then can say to their friends. Exactly, right? And it's like, fair enough, man. Like that's just how it goes. But I can't give into that. That's I can't give into that. And other people easily do give into that, where it's like, you know, you go to like TIFF, for example, and it's like a celebrity petting zoo. That's Toronto International Film yeah, Festival. Yeah, TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival. It's one of the big ones. Um, and it's like a celebrity petting zoo. That's basically what it yeah, is. People I, just there to look at celebrities. They're like, Eddie Murphy, this guy's pulling yeah. up. And then you're like, well, what about the feelings that Eddie Murphy's expressing in that film? It's like, well, that takes work to think about. So, no, fuck that. You know, that actually reminds me of Tip. I was just standing there, and some guy pulls up in a fucking frenzy, in a panic. He yeah. pulls up in a, a black Suburban. Yeah. He's just like, do you guys know where 7th thing is? He says some street. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, no. He's like, I got to pick up Eddie Murphy in like three minutes. And he's like hyperventilating. That's the pressure I'm talking about. Like, Eddie Murphy's like, probably like Jesus. cool. He's yeah, not like, yeah, yeah. If he's like two minutes late, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's probably like, it's fine, dude. And he's like, but you don't understand. My boss like, is going to fucking shoot drive me. when he was supposed to be in reverse. He was fucked up. Well, that's the weird thing. And Jesus. I'm sure you've experienced this with like working with big actors and stuff. It's like there's so much tension around them. And then you meet them and they're like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. Like oh, that's, like, that's get the no thing act that I ever worked with. And then all of a sudden you get to them and they're that like, tension, it's, it's chill. That uh, tension, the only really big act I work with is Giancarlo Esposito, like I said. Right. But uh, his whole vibe was exactly the vibe he built. There was no like, hey, how are you? How long have you been acting? There's no, there was none of that human element at all. At oh, all. Really? Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, there was no <laughs> opening for a conversation at all. Okay, fair enough. And, <laughs> and I was never, I'm not the type to, you know, there's people that if there is an opening, they'll take it. Yeah. I'm the type who, if there's an opening, I probably won't take it unless you induce. If you say something first, I'll respond. I'm not going to cut you. Like, okay. I'm not going to like brush it off. Right, right, right. But I err on the side of, I don't want to bother this person, which is like a very immigrant thing. It's just like Sebastian. I always assume by default, my interaction or engagement with this person is going to bother them. Yeah, So right. I err on the side of not until That's I'm- interesting spoken to or interacted with so to speak yeah that's fair do you uh, uh, are you more are you more somebody who has like separate friend groups or do you mash friends together i have what big about time separate friend groups, you have big time separate friend big, groups? Big time. That's but i have mashed yeah. them together though you do mash them together yeah, see i'm yeah. a big friend masher yeah i always throw people together and just see what happens i've sh- I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen it gone south a bunch of times me too so. but yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, me too and i love watching it yeah but not that i love watching it. it's just that like i can't control these people it's not my choice if to make these people get along but i see, get along like, with i have friend groups like in waterloo and in toronto and in mississauga i guess and in you can mash that, so yeah, there's yeah. a geographic separation but as like well. i think it comes from maybe the film set mentality where you're like okay all these people who will work with me it's like mash all these people together that don't know each other but they're your friends and you're like okay we're gonna try and do this together and then but when you have a common goal it's a lot easier than just like at a party or some shit. A lot, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly right. So that, that I think that's a hangover of that. Like a lot of my friendships come through creativity. Like I usually kind of like make stuff with people and become their friend. It's kind of how I met you. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, you auditioned for new black friends though. Actually, I auditioned for it. Right, you were looking for new black friends. I was looking for new like, black yeah. friends. That's right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, I was done with the Asians and the Indians. I yeah, got, yeah exactly. I got, exactly. I got yeah. Now yeah. I'm, I'm looking. No for, callback. I just got oh, exactly. the job. It was awesome. Exactly. I was like, I, yeah. I need. I need to be. I need to look more woke. <laughs> Let's start taking selfies with you. Yeah. Right. First match. I'm gonna post this one next Thursday and this exactly. one the, the following Wednesday. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yo, on that note, bro, we've been doing about. 
an hour, ten or so. Let's okay, land word. this thing. Tell the people where to find you. Yo, uh, where to find me? Ah, oh, just find me on the street, man. If I do come up to you and ask you for a portrait, please say yes. He actually does that. I do that a lot. I take a, a lot of street of photography. He'll he actually yeah. would go up to like a lot of a family with a, a daughter and be like, "Can I take a picture of your daughter?" I 100 percent will. I do that. It's quite nice. A lot of people but he's are very so nice. white and with those glasses, he's very unassuming. So oh, very a lot unassuming. of people say yes, and I think it's also because of my height too. I think for some reason people trust taller people. You're not that tall, bro. Well, no, but it's I how mean, tall are you? Six one. He's pretty tall. <laughs> but I mean that like I remember hearing that from a photographer, and I was like, that kind of makes sense. That's funny. I don't know yeah, why. If a five like four photographer, can I take a picture of your dog? Like a gremlin. Yeah, but if you're like the hey. shorter you are, the more gremlin but troll like you goofy, are. Goofy kind yeah. of, and you're like, hey, okay. And if you have a nice camera too, people are like, oh, what the hell? This guy's legit. And you have so much of your actual like booklets and stuff. You have so much content. It's true. Of, like you're so obsessed with film photography, and you have so much uh, like on your Instagram and shit. It's, it's, true, like, and I'm also, it's yeah. so easily validated. Like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, These yeah, are yeah. all portraits is kind of my thing. It's true, yeah, yeah. And I, and I have a weird obsession with strangers. I don't know why that is. You know, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of you, where right? I always impose. You no, know what I, I mean? don't. Yeah, I, 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 I got that. That's I got white that, privilege. I, I was gonna say, that's I white got privilege. That colonial, that's that white privilege. <laughs> Yo, that's the episode's title: White Privilege. That's no, you like, fuck that's you, the bro. Colonial. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a picture of you like right. this and exactly. call it white privilege. That's like, what right. the fuck? I see a black family, and I'm like, I can get points for this. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> then I just call I interacted with. He's like, I just. Are you guys poor? Please say yes. Oh God. Can you Do you have a food stamp you could hold up? Oh my God, that would be amazing. Can I get that baby? Get that baby crying again, please. Mind? Yeah. Now you guys have a crack pipe on you. I know. I just uh. like, does your son have a bike that's a little too big? Because I'd love to. I'd love to take a photo of that. Uh, All right, there you go. But yeah, man. No, uh, don't even uh, worry about your Instagram handle, Calabu, or I don't know why. Calabu. It's, an, it's an old inside it. joke. But, and yeah. uh, everything I, everything that uh, I'm putting out soon. What? How many things? Let's see. Comedians roasting cars. That's Yo. a concept show that. We have filmed now, me, Conrad, and my man here filmed it. Blah, blah, We're blah. working on editing that. We'll cut an episode, throw it out to oh, you yeah. people. That'll be silly. Uh, <laughs> and we need to get the last scene of Mikers and put that yeah, shit out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got to shoot that now last Now that thing. there's snow on the ground. That's true. We just need Max to grow his hair. Yeah, I think he's good now. Okay, we're yeah. All right, but anyways, from my end, y'all, I appreciate y'all listening. Just tell at least one friend about the immigrant section. If y'all fuck with what we're doing here, that's we just want to grow it. I'm not putting any money on Facebook ads or any of that shit. Organic growth or nothing else, okay? Grass I ain't roots. going nowhere. Uh, yo, Grass check roots. out bonus episodes on the Patreon. I throw out bonus episodes, the audio and the video, and some extra like behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, if you like what I'm doing here, support that. It's really appreciated. Tell my family that I'm not failing, okay? <laughs> Please. I need this. And, and tell my family that, too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Start with mine. <laughs> Sorry <for> you know? <laughs> But yeah, besides that, I appreciate y'all so much. Wherever you're at, click subscribe. And until next time, love y'all. Peace! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.